Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One Star Rewind. We are back with a, epi- I think it's episode 31, 31 or 32. I, I, I should know this, Joshua, I forget. <laughs> but uh, back here with One Star Rewind, uh, here with my guest, Josh Sims. Josh or Joshua? Either or. Either, either or. Yeah. Okay, either or. Uh, we're going to dive in, uh, learn learn a little bit more about Oak and Ivy. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about, we got a little treat for you today, everybody, Uh-oh. or world, and, and Joshua. We're going to talk about two reviews. Uh, normally, we don't do that. We're going to do it because, one, they're both uh, pretty opposite from each other, but mm-hmm. one of them pretty, like, 99% sure this was just somebody leaving a review, right. just trying to hurt a business kind of thing and either malicious or not that's how it comes across so sure we'll read that but then the other one we'll we'll talk about that one as well perfect so but before we dive in we always talk about we're sponsored by rogue media network you know if you want a podcast about true crime we have one about food josh we got a food podcast um you know all the things in between you were on no waco no waco that's and you right. were on uh what's up Waco. Right. Okay. So you're just going to hit all the Waco ones. <laughs> that, that's point. our community. That's that is, what we're going for. That is our community. And we love that. So, uh, but thank you for coming on here. Uh, before we get into uh, the review, we always like to start off by getting to know you a little bit. Sure. A little bit more. So tell us your story, where you're from, how you got to Waco, all the, all the goodies. And then we'll talk about um, how you started uh, Oak and Ivy. Sure. Um, so Josh Sims, uh, I am the husband of Jennifer, who is a mortgage officer at uh, South SWBC. Cool. Um, got two kids, two little girls, Georgia and Clara. They're seven and five. I've been in Waco since 2016. I grew up in Grosbeck, okay. which is, yeah. um, you know, growing up in Grosbeck, uh, 40 miles east of Waco, uh, Waco was our big city. And so if we yeah. want, had a a date we wanted to impress or we wanted to actually have a good time, uh, we had to go to Waco. Yeah. So, Can so I tell you my gross back story real quick? Sure. Well, I guess more than a story, but so I was doing a, a program with Chick-fil-A. I was working at Chick-fil-A here in town mm-hmm. and we, there's a food truck, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A's food truck. And they go to all these cities around Waco right. daily. And so gross back was one of my stops. And I think those are on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, but or it could be off now. But anyway, never had been out to that city. There's like this old, I think we used to be a Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Yeah. Yep. yep. And we're in that parking lot. Huge crowds. Like Grossbeck came out every week for, sure. for that Chick-fil-A. Uh, but our propane was running low. And when you're in these smaller towns, usually there's like a, a station or a place that we can go. Mm-hmm. 
So the person I'm working with, she's like, hey, take the take the little transit uh, car uh, and take the propane tank over to this address. And I'm thinking it's like a gas station or like something that's going to have propane. Mm-hmm. I pull up as this dude's house and, and I'm like, OK. And so like I'm on the property and he has his propane tank in the backyard. So he's like, yeah, yeah, Chick-fil-A, yeah, I'll fill it. He's like, just hang out my living room. And I'm in the living room and Josh, there's this door and it looked like a scene out of a horror movie but it i couldn't tell you how many locks it was like 19 padlocks <laughs> and, it, and it was like uh, you know, i was in his kitchen and this door probably went to a basement or something and i'm just like what and the <laughs> what is behind this door i didn't ask i i paid i left but it's always been in my back of my mind so, so the million dollar question is it, was he keeping something out or something totally <laughs> Probably something out. There's a there's a monster in Grossbeck. No, but anyway, cool, cool town. I, I I loved going there and yeah. hanging out with the people that would come by and 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 get food from us. They always were so nice and everything. So there's my Grossbeck story. Well, sorry, I, I've got a few Grossbeck. Yeah, I bet you have a few Grossbeck stories. You know, and there, there's a there's a few uh, uh, other Grossbeck alumni. Cody and Shane Turner. They're both from Grossbeck. Oh, cool, cool. They may claim Thornton, which is a small town outside of Grossbeck. Gotcha, but, gotcha. But uh, all right, so you grew up there. Grew up there. Okay. Um, I got my undergrad degree at UNT in Denton, cool. and from there, uh, I got a consulting job at a aerospace and defense company in um, yeah. in Dallas, okay. and worked there for eight years. Then worked at Southwest Airlines for four years. I got married. I married a, a Jennifer was from California. Okay, and then opportunity came up for us to kind of relocate closer to my family, mm-hmm. and. Did you all uh, meet in Dallas? Yeah, okay. so we, we met at a, a mutual friend's housewarming party. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, and uh, we had a, a very quick courtship. Matter of fact, we celebrate our, our 10-year anniversary wow. this Friday. Heck um, yeah. We're having a... Uh, uh, we're giving away free champagne. Um, oh, baby. Uh, okay. Some some bubbly at the restaurant from 8 oh. to 11 on Friday, if anybody wants to come by. Very cool. Uh, Very cool. 8 to 11 this Friday, That's Oak right. and Ivy. We'll, we'll S- celebrate the 10-year. Running some specials on uh, on desserts as well, if anybody wants to eat somewhere else and then stop by. Okay. Um, 8 to 11 this Friday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, my wife said that Waco was as close to Grosbeck as she was willing to get, and okay. so... Uh, when we were relocated, we just bought a house over in Woodway and cool. um, planted some roots. Nice. Yeah, nice. I worked at uh, uh, a company called Golden Acres. A, ge- a local gentleman called Lou Bias hired me, took a chance on me, sure. uh, managed his ag company. Cool. And then uh, he sold that company to a conglomerate in the Midwest, and they closed their operations down. So I went and got my MBA at Baylor. Yeah. I was the oldest full-time student there for <laughs> a number of semesters, but it was a great experience. Yeah. Uh, and with Clay Springer. Uh, yeah. The lovely Clay yeah. Springer. Lovely Clay Springer. Um, he, always, he always spoke very highly of you. Well, so. um, I mean, we, uh, we, we were from in the same kind of uh, life stages yeah. as, as one another. And so it was, it was great having a little bit of camaraderie. Of course he had you know, 15 side gigs going on at the same time. So that dude was amazing. I think he pulled off. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, So, yeah, and then wrapped up, uh, graduated Baylor in December, and uh, we broke ground on construction in November. And so we... Yeah, great. Yeah. So now, perfect transition. So you broke ground in November. Sure. What, so tell us how how it came to be. Was there people telling you, man, we, we need... 
we need this. We need a bistro. We need a, okay. another place to eat in Woodway. Like, what was the what was the starting point here? No, it was kind of a. Um, I never set out to own a restaurant. I, I've never worked at a restaurant in my life. Yeah. Uh, but the outlook at Bosque Ridge over in Mid, Mid, uh, Woodway, that development was finished. Kind of the. Uh, early spring of 2020, right yeah. as COVID was kicking off. And so there wasn't a whole lot of movement on the commercial side. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, people were kind of holding pad on their investments. And so my wife and I were coming back from Fredericksburg and we saw that development start, start the conversation of what would fit there. Sure. And one of our favorite haunts down in Fredericksburg is just a wine and cheese bar. Okay, yeah. Um, and so we, we decided that would be a great fit, considering the proximity to some of the local neighborhoods. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we had that conversation. It was pretty innocuous at first, but it kind of planted a seed. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing the math and yeah. trying to figure out if what would work. And, and I decided it would work. Yeah. So I started at Baylor and started developing developing the business plan with the help of professors and students. And uh, cool. I found out that, well, you can't have a bar in Woodway. You have to have the majority food sales. Oh, okay. Um, Slow Rise was truly the first restaurant okay. uh, in Woodway that came out with a full liquor license as well. Oh, wow. And it took them a couple of years to do that. Okay. So it was kind of new ground for the community, but everybody from City Hall and the surrounding community, they all – we're clamoring for something on that side of town. Oh, no doubt. And so okay. we, I, I met with a uh, uh, sommelier, uh, Mark Moberg, who introduced me to a chef, uh, Paolo Chamberlain, and yeah. we just hit the ground running, man. Yeah, rest is history. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, first off, and if, if you're listening and you're in the Waco area and you haven't driven by, you know, Oak and Ivy or just the, the whole complex there. It's, it's beautiful. It is. I mean, you're coming in, especially if you're coming from like McGregor mm-hmm. coming into Waco or into Woodway, it, 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 it totally like, um, it captures your attention because it's, it's like nothing quite like in Waco. It's something where you would see this in a Dallas or an Austin and, and, and which is a great thing. Sure. But that, that's like the first thing I always notice about, man, wh- whatever's going to go in here is already going to have like eyeballs on them and already kind of have this level of uh, like look and style. Mm-hmm. And I think that I could see why that was the first thing that kind of grabbed you and was like, what do we do over here? Cause right. this place is awesome. I mean, <clears throat> it's set on top of a hill. So you get amazing sunset views. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, the things that drew us specifically to that location and yeah. why we thought it would work. Yeah. Um, but the development itself, it's, it's, they're probably only 25 or 30% finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got big plans for that thing. And sure. like they've got a, a an outdoor concert stage that yeah. hasn't been used yet, but Jeez. eventually is going to be oh, a awesome. great, great place. Man, that's so cool. Yeah. So, okay. T- talk to me about Oak and Ivy. What's the, how, how did the name come to be? I, I always love it. I find it so fascinating to yeah. see how people pick names. So I'm, I'm not that original in a box by myself. And so as I was, creating all the formation documents for this. I said, well, we're sitting on top of a hill. I'm going to call it Hilltop Wine and Cheese. Okay. And I did that. And then a couple of weeks later, my wife found out what I did and <laughs> I got in trouble. Um, so our our goal behind this thing, um, our justification behind starting this was uh, our mission statement says, Oak and Ivy exists to bring glory to God by building community through good wine and good food. Cool. Um, and so our what we want to do is build community. Yeah. And so the name, my wife actually came up with this. Um, if the restaurant is the oak tree, 
Yeah. Uh, and we want our customers to be the Ivy, our guests. Mm -hmm. So the, the surrounding community, we provide the place and support for that community to grow. Yeah. Um, and in Woodway, that's a common occurrence because you have Ivy and Oak trees mm. everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so, especially in the older houses built in seventies and eighties, there's yeah. all those. So anybody that's been in the area for a while will recognize the signif significance of Oak and Ivy. Cool. And we just applied that to our vision for the restaurant. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I love how, the the name and the mission statement not not a lot of businesses like local startups or smaller operations like are going to have a mission statement a lot of times people just bypass it right and and sometimes you kind of forget your way you know you'll be running your business for three or four years and kind of like why why did we get into this again you know right. you just get so deep into the you know your margins and customer service and all this stuff and so i love that josh yeah. I, I think that's 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 what it should be out there and i think that will gravitate and it speaks about the two of you too well, as, thank you. as owners so yeah well um, since i didn't have any restaurant experience i had to play to my strengths and and, and what i love to do and specifically at southwest airlines i developed a passion for people yeah and building them up and helping them be successful and so i can handle the 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 people aspect of it from my employees to the guests and then i crunch numbers and let mm -hmm. let the uh the people are good at what they do sure. handle everything else. yeah get out of their way and let right. them do their job for sure uh, okay we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna dive in to the review. Great. Okay, you ready? Yes. All right, we'll be right back. 911, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean, could it be? The Poltergeist House. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Polter Gals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything. And, and basically, I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to 
highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah. That's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bows Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. <laughs> okay, we're back from that amazing ad break. I hope you <laughs> you enjoyed all of them, whatever you listened to. Uh, we're here with Josh, Oak and Ivy. Uh, we heard about your past, uh, you know, where you grew up, you know, how, how Oak and Ivy came to be. That was all fun and good stuff. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, okay we're gonna do it. We're going to read some reviews. So uh, at the top, I mentioned... We usually don't do this, so you're a special guest. We're going to read two, uh, mainly because the first one, really, you it, it was from a month ago. You have been open now seven weeks? Correct. Right, Josh? Okay, so seven weeks. So this is very early on. Yeah. And if you look at all your reviews, I think these are your only two below five stars. Or I, I was... I went back, you have a 4.8 rating yeah. with like 45, 46 reviews in your first seven weeks, which is great. Yeah, so I actually originally had three th- one-star reviews. Oh, okay. Um, and one of them, uh, our second week, uh, just trying to learn our, our reservation system, yeah. we overbooked. Oh, okay. And so I had to call four parties of four okay. and cancel their reservation. Oh. And I gave each of them a uh, $100 gift card. Um, but one of the guys, uh, one of the reservations left me a one-star review because we canceled on them at the last minute. Okay. Understandable. Sure. He came in, had a good experience, uh, adjusted his review to a four-star. Okay. There you go. That, that very rarely happens. Well, and credit to him, you know, for, for giving us another chance and adjusting his review in light of that chance. Huge. I wish... I really wish customers did that more often. Yeah. And I get sometimes they're, the one stars are justified, sometimes they're not. But the ones that are, I love that if they've come back in and were given a chance by the owner or manager or whatever and had a good experience, like take the two or three minutes and get back on sure. and just adjust and write a new review. I I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, it speaks a lot to our culture that somebody that's willing to uh, – have one experience and then have it a, a different experience will uh, have form an opinion based on in light of both experiences. Yeah, for sure. And, and then you know form their opinion based on that, mm-hmm. and not just yep. the one negative. Not the one negative. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. 
first one we're going to read, uh, John Harrison. Before we dive in, I have to do my rewind noise because we're going back in time okay. for the rewind. So here we go. <laughs> There's our rewind. So Josh Harrison, one review he's left in his Google life. And this was the review he's left. Uh, his profile is just the letter J. Doesn't always mean that it's a fake account or one that's not used a lot, but it definitely doesn't help his cause. Uh, John Harrison, usually you don't see first name, last name. Mm -hmm. uh, you did a little research. Couldn't, sure. I mean, in your reservation system, there was no, no John, John Harrison. Harrison because, well, I guess we'll dive into this and reason why that wasn't a thing, but, but even trying to find him. Right. Yeah. Okay. So John Harrison said a month ago, went by to check the place out and it wasn't open yet. The staff was there hanging out and drinking wine and smoking. Peeked my head in and they said they were not open and I needed to leave. Tried to take pictures and got scolded. Rude staff like I have come to get used to in Waco. End, <laughs> end review. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to say something and then I'll let you respond. Because normally I say, what happened? But sure. this is so beyond ridiculous. You're not even open yet. Right. They're coming by. There's workers outside, and, and you can, I know you're going to tell a story here, but drinking wine or smoking or not, they're, they're probably doing work. Like, why is that? So that, that part bothers me. And then you're going in trying to take pictures of a space that's not open yet. Right. That could mean a plethora of things. Like, that, that even might be, I don't want to say against the law, but, like, you're just taking pictures of some space that's not open yet. Like, sure. they could be trying to do something weird or, or I don't know. All of that seems super sketch. Yeah. So to leave this review, it seems out of line, but tell your side, Josh, what happened here? So what frustrates me is, you know, I did a lot of the, uh, the finish out work myself. And yeah. so for the last couple of months, I was up there after hours by myself all the time. And I probably had 200 people stop by oh. in those various evenings. And I was happy to open the door and let them in, mm -hmm. you know, and give them the tours and talk to them about what we're doing and let them just let them see the space. Yeah. Um, and so it was beyond frustrating to, um, and my staff knew this, they, they knew that I'd do it. Um, and I encouraged them to always do it as well. And so it was super frustrating to hear this guy say, you know, they wouldn't let us in because obviously yeah. I, communities are goal. Yeah. I'm never going to turn people away based on whether they want to see the place or not. Yeah. Um, and so that was frustrating. And then when I saw this review, I went to uh, uh, my Somali first because we were doing wine tastings for the, the servers. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were in there uh, several evenings a week tasting wine. Sure. And so I asked him, did this happen? Mm -hmm. He said, no. And I talked to my friend of the house manager and asked, hey, did this happen? Mm -hmm. And she said, no. I went to my chef. Hey, did this happen? She said, no. Yeah. And then I went to all the individual staff and I asked them, yeah. did you interact with this guy? Sure. And they said, no. I mean, for a variety of reasons that he listed out, like yeah. nobody's smoking yeah. in front or yeah. uh, inside the restaurant. Yeah. Nobody's going to deny somebody wanting to come in and look around. Sure. Yeah, the pictures would have been sketched, but nobody asked them sure. if they could take pictures. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it was just it was yeah. just uh, wrong on many levels. Sure. Yeah. And so it felt weird knowing that somebody would create a um, this uh, public opinion, this mm -hmm. this public review, mm -hmm. and it's pure nonsense. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I can't determine anybody's motive for wanting to do that. Sure. Yeah. I, I think it's the, the, you know, the review, the review game is, is so it's, it's like a knife on a knife's edge sometimes because you couldn't, there's no stopping somebody from just create an account, go leave some review fake or whatever or not. And, and just walking away and going about their life right. and thinking, well, it doesn't affect me anymore. And it, and, but for the business, especially one, you know, this isn't Southwest airlines or mm-hmm. a Chick-fil-A or these huge conglomerates. This is like, this, this is your baby, right? You right. and Jennifer. And, and it's, it's your one location. Like these reviews matter, especially when a business is opening. And right. so it, it, it seems very suspicious. I, I don't know what like the competition i know you said it's kind of unique being out in woodway Mm -hmm. with the liquor license so it's not like there's a lot of places like yours even existing in that city right um i know there was a lot of you know whatever you did leading up joshua you and jennifer was brilliant because there was so much talk about oak and ivy Mm -hmm. i mean and and i think just people liked the style and the look that was going to be too and the menu and the wine Mm -hmm. and so i don't know if this is somebody that was jealous or or what like i don't understand it just seems for me not to even be open yet and to not like you're, i don't know coming and taking pictures and and the staff scolded them like i don't know john john harrison i, I don't know man i don't know if i believe it i i tried to find john harrison just so i could talk to him one-on-one and get his uh his perspective on the situation but i was it proved to be a, a fruitless endeavor because mm-hmm. I could not track the guy down. Yeah, you're. Um, you have it. You had a reply here, and and it was very very kind. You know, I think you were very um, nice. You're nice, like a lot nicer than some other owners maybe would have been. And 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 that speaks to your professionalism. You talk about you know our staff are professionals. Your restaurant's non-smoking, uh, and then you. I love this at the end. You said if you want to take pictures feel free to reach out directly. Yeah. Like, you know, come on by. Yeah. You know, I'll show you around. Like you said, you gave 200 people potentially a tour yeah. of the spot, you know? Yeah, I've got, I mean, I welcome anybody that wants yeah. to see our place. Sure. And yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point, there's been probably several hundred pictures of our place posted online. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody had to ask permission. They just sure. came in, yeah. were a guest, and they yeah. took their own pictures and posted. They didn't sure. ask permission. And so come on yeah. back, John. Come Harris. on back. Come on, John. Dude, get out of here, John. Where are you at? <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's our that's our first review. I but before we move on to the second one, so this is this the first business you and Jennifer have, have owned? Yes. Started? Okay. So yes. food or not, it was this is the first thing. First thing. Anything endeavor. Yeah. So how do you feel now being on this review side, being the one that gets reviews? Yeah. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Like five star reviews, one star reviews, all of them. Is it? Yeah. How do um, you feel? <clears throat> I feel it's a it's a weird mix because I feel there's part of me that says I'm going to do what our mission and vision statement says, and I don't care what ten yeah. percent or what other population that you're never going to make happy. I don't care what they say. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's on the internet, it's forever. And so all of a sudden I have this, man, I I do want to make sure people are, um, like us. Sure. I I need to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We all, we're like, please give, give us the, give us the love here. Let us know we're doing well. Um, but, but I always keep in mind that like, you're never going to make everybody happy. Yeah. Um, but. Um, one of the things uh, I took away from Southwest Airlines, you know, if you make your employees happy, mm-hmm. 
99 times out of 100, they're going to make your customers happy. Sure. And so the rest of it, where we fall short, that's just customer service. Yeah, it is. You're right. In Southwest is always, I mean, like I grew up in Portland, Oregon is where I'm from. And yeah. so we didn't really have Southwest Airlines flying in and out or, or really at that point when I was growing up. So when I came to, to Baylor and I was here in Texas, that's when I started flying more Southwest. Sure. It was, it's just a different experience. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm, I'm treated a little nicer here. Yeah. Than I am in and, and the, the larger they've gotten over the last 10 or 15 years, you know, it gets harder and harder mm-hmm. to maintain that, that love feeling. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, when you compare them against other airlines, yeah, you know they do great. They totally well. Yeah. Y- it's carried over into what you do as a business owner just by reading your replies. If I if I didn't know you at all, if I hadn't just met you, just reading how you've replied to both of these, uh, I think speaks to your character and and how you want to be as a business owner. Yeah. So um, I think that's awesome. Uh, okay, second review. Sure. The reviewer's name is simply three letters. Uh, TDT, mm-hmm. TDT, not sure what it stands for. You might know. I don't know. Is, it, is this a thing? No, I'm, no okay, I don't know if it's like a thing the cool kids are saying. Uh, this person, again, no profile pic, but they have left 15 reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both looked through them. They're interesting. We'll, we'll touch on that here in a second. Um, they've done two photos. So they've put some time into this account. Yep. So either it's just their review account or they really do use this Gmail to... Uh, answer actual emails and stuff like that. Right. So, which makes me think they're a real person. Sure. Um, so that that's that makes me feel better. Uh, this was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, like we said earlier, there's been three one stars. One got changed, mm-hmm. which was great. This other one that we just read seems a little hokey. This one, um, they they did come in, but like in well, I guess. Do you know if they ate there? I, I do not. I I guess it doesn't really it insinuates it maybe, but yeah. it doesn't say they did. Um, you know, and I did look at our guest list yeah. that night yeah. um, and try to determine who it was. Because, again, I would much rather solve this issue person to person sure. and, and try to bring some satisfaction to the situation as yeah. opposed to airing dirty laundry online. Completely. Um, but... Uh, I couldn't really ascertain who it was based on our our, yeah. our guest list that night, so sure. I just let it go. Let it go. Well, okay, we're gonna read it. Th- this is definitely falls into the, and I feel like food, any restaurant, food concept, drink uh, establishment, they get these kind of reviews because this is very subjective right. in how they their viewpoint of a place. It has nothing to do with really their experience. Right. It was purely just how they see it. So that these are always really unfair and, and hard, but um, but this one's kind of funny. So we're gonna read it. So they lo- they lead off expensive period, pretentious period, foo foo food period, uppity period, loud period, just not my kind of place period. I prefer Texas to the Upper East Side of New York City. Yeah, never know though. You might run into Pelosi or Cuomo in here. <laughs> End quote. So, uh, yeah, Nancy Pelosi, I think, Speaker of the House, right. uh, Andrew Cuomo, the ex-governor of New York City. Sure. So I, I don't know if they've been to Waco recently. I don't know. I, I, I think you would have known if they came into your restaurant. <laughs> um, what what happened here, Josh? Talk I, to me about this review. I don't I don't know. And <clears throat> to be honest with you, I I did not 
realize like I'm not a decor guy. You know, I, I, there's a lot of input from my wife and a lot of input from an interior designer who did a great job. Jordan Shields uh, did amazing mm. uh, consulting us on the interior design. Yeah. Um, I did not know that our design would point others to a sort of political affiliation. Sure. Had I known that, yeah, I would have, man, I would hire, you know, a variety of consultants uh, to get a bipartisan, sure. uh, you know, feel for the place. But man, apparently we're all just raging Democrats. <laughs> I think everybody is now, especially if, so if you have to have a nice upscale restaurant and, right. and wine bar, you got to be a Democrat. You right. can't be a Republican. Now, I think that, yeah, to bring that into it, to call it, okay, so <laughs> foo-foo, foo-foo food, what, how would you describe your menu? Uh, I would describe it as foo-foo food. Foo-foo food. <laughs> the no, foo-foo food place. I mean, so there's, there's, there's two points to this, uh, and I would, I would take his first three statements together, expensive, pretentious, and foo-foo food. Foo-foo. So we are in central Texas in a, what used to be a small city and it's growing. Um, but the expensive part, he's got a point. We, we are in our soft launch. Uh, we're working very limited hours. Yeah. Um, or I should say we're open very limited hours and I still got to make money. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's, he's funny how that works. He's right. That, um, you know, in my the pricing ladder of our menu, I'm not where I want to be because our our pricing is not all inclusive. Mm. Like if somebody wants to come in and spend uh, 25 bucks a head, you yeah. you can do it, yeah. but you're limited in what you can get. Sure. And so I I eventually want to get there when we're fully open, but we're not there yet. Yeah. So right now in this moment of time, yeah, sure. call us expensive. Yeah. Are we uh, much more expensive than uh, are we any more expensive than other restaurants in town that you can get a similar experience? Not at all. Mm-hmm. We're cheaper. Yeah. We priced it that way. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him the, the uh, um, benefit of the doubt okay. that, that we're expensive. On the foo-foo food part, um, I mean, we've got steak and potatoes. Mm-hmm. We've got quail. We've got duck and we've got fish. Yeah. We've, we're a rednecks dream <laughs> when it comes to food offerings. Yeah, yeah. Now we're not grilling it up out of a garbage can that's been turned into a barbecue pit. Sure. But we we're cooking these types of foods that yeah. that hunters yeah. love, yeah. that fishermen love. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe that makes it foo foo food. <laughs> I don't. Maybe you don't find steak and potatoes and quail and duck this side of the Mississippi, maybe sure. it all is on the East coast. I don't know. I didn't do my rec, uh, market research that far out. Yeah. That far, all the restaurants between here and there. Yeah. yeah. Now I think, uh, I, again, I was trying to pick, you know, and they say uppity loud, just not my kind of place. That makes me think that they ate there. I mean, that, that was my, I, I want to know if that was your impression. Did you think by reading this, that they had actually eaten there or they had like, looked at the menu, went online, checked out Instagram, whatever, and then just made an assumption about the restaurant? I, I don't know. Um, you know, my, my job on a, when we're open, I typically try to make uh, conversation with every 
table that we have mm -hmm. and get a feel for whether they think it's a good value or not. Sure. Um, and we've had some people give me feedback that it's not a great value. Okay, fine. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something that I, I take into consideration for our next steps. Sure. But I couldn't get a feel for whether this guy ate here or not. Most people, um, that do eat, they have a little bit more specific feedback than what he had mm -hmm. because our steak is great. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any bad food yeah. on the menu. Our chef does a tremendous job. Kills it. For, for Texas. So the Upper East Side of New York City, I, I, I lived in New York for a little bit. I, I don't know, you know, I know that's a more expensive side of town. Yep. I, to, to say that I prefer Texas over this, there are amazing upscale restaurants that maybe have a higher price point that their food is tremendous. Sure. In Texas, like you go to these big cities, you got Dallas, you know, Dallas or Austin, Houston, like, oh my goodness, you go downtown Houston, you're going to be paying a pretty penny, but it's really good food. Right. These kind of comments are like, not the, that, they're, that they're trying to keep Waco and like this, this, you know, state where we can't have nice things mm -hmm. kind of deal, but, but it's okay for us to get to that point and to have sure. establishments like Oak and Ivy for it to be, maybe it is, maybe it costs a little bit more to eat there, but that that's okay. Like right. we can survive and, and go to places that, is, that aren't just Whataburger and McDonald's all the time, right. you know? And so it's like for that, that's where that subjectivity plays into these reviews is you might have somebody else leave a five star and was like, Hey, this was great. Finally having a, another place in town that that has this this, this level of of ex, uh, expertise and the style that they're going for and that vibe and not just always eating at you know I, I love a good burger place but sure. you know so I I don't know it just feels like they're somebody that is maybe frustrated about maybe Waco changing a little bit or adding nice things and they're just like oh let me just throw a stab in here yeah I don't think they ate here I don't think they ate at Oak and Ivy <clears throat> I, that's my take I, I would. I would also guess that based on the fact that there's no actionable items in there mm -hmm. for me. Like yeah. I, anything that he said, I can't take action on because yeah. I, I don't know exactly what he's griping about. Yeah, I don't know. The only one that makes any sort of sense for me, the why they were there, was loud. Mm -hmm. it, it, is it loud? I mean, is there? It, yeah, and it does. It is loud. And I've, I've spent uh, quite a bit of money um, buying acoustic panels to Sure. Hang from the ceiling, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I can't address that problem. Um, I mean, there's there's actually a couple of you know construction slash capital expense uh, things that we're dealing with. I mean, it's been the development was built for retail, right? Sure. And we we made it into a restaurant. We've got over a thousand square feet of windows, mm -hmm. um, and we're west facing. Yeah, we found out that it's tough to keep the place cool once we get it packed. Sure, we have an open kitchen. Yeah, and so it's it'll get up to 77, 78 degrees in there sometimes. Okay, and <clears throat> and it, at one point it would get very smoky too. Oh, okay. We we fixed fixed the smoky part. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, uh, a, a local place that can help me with the. The, the ventilation mm, part because okay. I, it's something I got to get fixed. Sure. Even though it's a, only an issue four months out of the year, I mm -hmm. got to get it fixed. And, sure. And so we're working on that and I'm trying to address the, the loudness. I talked to Massimo DeCampley mm -hmm. and when he opened, he had the same thing. Okay. Um, 
but he found out that there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Sure. I mean, you've got concrete floors, you've got hard ceilings, yeah. un unfinished ceiling. Yeah. There's not a ton you can do about it. Yeah. yeah. And and we're an open concept. I mean, there's no walls. It's mm -hmm. just, and so when you get mm -hmm. 75 people in there, yeah, it can get loud. It can get loud. Yeah. I'm curious. I, I, I want to take my wife and I, maybe we'll come Friday for the, for, for the 10 year, come for, on. The, for the 10 year anniversary. I, I'm, I, I'm curious what allowed I mean, I know what loud is. Right. I'm loud, <laughs> you know, so I probably won't won't help the noise level. But I, I'd be wondering if I would notice it, you know, while my wife and I are sitting there trying to have a conversation or eating, and I'm like, man, I can't even hear you. I, yeah. the, the only example or thing I can think of was we ate at a Pivovar. Mm -hmm. This is a couple months back. My dad was in town. We had some, some other friends were in town, and they had live music going on. And I don't know if you've you've been there, have, but they yeah. have like that. Where, where the brewery tanks are and they play guitar mm. or whatever up on there. And it was so, it was so loud. Like I, I don't even think they were playing that loud. I generally couldn't hear right. my dad talking across the table and we, we just kept laughing. Cause it was just so, it was just like comical how loud it was, but yeah. that was because there was music playing. Right. This is talking. I mean, this is just, they're just saying normal conversation is I, loud. I guess. Well, yes. Okay. So <clears throat> if you have a table larger than, four people yeah. if we're packed it's hard to hear each other when we're talking at this volume sure you got to kind of raise it up raise a little. it up a little bit okay. and you know and the research that i've done i will be able to fix it a little bit sure but, but it's kind of it, it is what it is is what it is yeah, yeah. and it, it is not uh it's a common vibe in a larger city mm -hmm. austin dallas yeah but in Waco, where your nicer restaurants typically have a subdued environment, mm -hmm. lowered lights, mm -hmm. kind of quieter ambiance. Yeah, um, it doesn't fit. Yeah, to what's known in the market. Sure, and and we realize that, and, and not like we're trying to make an Austin or Dallas restaurant, yeah. but that's kind of the vibe. That's definitely our menu. Yeah, I yeah. mean our menu is not comparable to anybody else mm -hmm. in town, um, and so we are going to stand out in some ways. Yeah. We like, I love, I love this town been, you know, between Baylor and now just living here as a resident and my wife being here, like I've been here a long time. I love Waco. Right. We still are like, man, the food scene, you know, we need more Oak and Ivy's. Like we will sometimes drive to other cities just to go have dinner. Sure. And, you know, we'll go hang out and do some other stuff, but like we, we need that food scene to keep picking up and we're getting there. I mean, yep. in the last three or four years, it, it's been a huge jump to mm -hmm. compared to where, where it was, you know, when I was in college, even after that. So, so I don't get discouraged, Josh, this is a good thing. And anybody else listening, like if you have that concept that you, you think, well, maybe this is too nice right. for a Waco or doesn't fit the vibe or, or the feel like I, I would, I would challenge them. And I know, I know I'm, I'm not the one starting it, but like, Go ahead and do it. Like, I feel like people will come out and I, people have responded and, and, and eaten at your place. And it's been seven weeks. And I've, I've from the things I've heard, not just read, you know, all, all your great reviews, but just hearing people talk about it and posting on Facebook. And it's had a very good, um, it, it's put the best foot forward for the things I've heard. Yeah. So, um, okay. Last thing I want to talk about uppity for mm -hmm. a second. So the, the chef, the sommelier and then your staff mm -hmm. did they are they waco residents or did they did you pull them from other cities to move here do they t tell me about your staff okay so my my sommelier um he is 
from the Pacific Northwest originally. Oh, cool. He's been okay. in town for, for many years. Oh, nice. Um, but he's been in the coffee industry. He's been in the wine industry. He's been in the, uh, the beer industry. Okay. And, and one of the things that I love about him, I'm not a wine connoisseur in the least. Yeah. Um, but I cannot stand the pretentiousness of some sommeliers. Sure. You know, that their knowledge uh, of the specific thing in this world makes them superior. I hate that attitude. And what I love about Mark is he speaks to wine. He's very knowledgeable and he always makes great recommendations, but he talks in layman's terms. Mm, It's good. You know, he is great at his job. And, you know, I looked at that fit, you know, because I don't want some uppity person uppity, yeah um you know talking to we're woodway mm-hmm. we're yeah our core our core uh, market is a town of five thousand people sure and so i knew i know what fits and what doesn't fit yeah, and he's yeah. a perfect fit cool Good. my chef is originally from columbia she got her culinary training in McAllen. okay um and then she's been in in waco for uh i think eight years oh cool and <clears throat> she is extremely humble as far as chefs go. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, a creative person that's good at their job, yeah. there's often a level of superiority or narcissism there. Mm-hmm. You don't find that with her. Cool. She's very personable. Good. The kitchen staff, about half of them are local guys in the form of like Clifton, Lake Whitney. Cool. Um, yeah. uh, and they are, man, they're great. Yeah. They're like a fine tuned machine. Cool. Front of the house staff, um, I've got two servers. One's from the Panhandle. Okay. Uh, one is local. Yeah. I've got a couple of, uh, I've got a Boston transplant and an Indiana transplant. And, and funny enough, those are two of my, they're the only ones that had fine dining experience. <laughs> okay. and, and everybody brags about them when they have them as a server. They, sure. they well, actually all my servers, yeah. they, they get bragged about. Yeah. And then I've got one uh, young lady that is actually a Baylor student. She works, um, cool. but she does great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I, I don't, I don't feel uh, uppityness from, from, from a staff like that. Yeah. And, and, and from you, I don't get that from you obviously either. I'm so. from, I'm from Grosbeck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, if that's the most uppity town in Texas. No, I, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I think, um, yeah, I think the, the adjectives used, the the little jab or whatever this comparison this upper east side of new york like that's a bad thing um and then the whole pelosi and cuomo Uh, comment at the end it yeah i don't know it that's this is frustrating like like i've had people other business owners in here say man at least give me a review that i feel like we did mess up Mm -hmm. and something that like we can own and try to be better at these, both of these, Josh, are just like, these are, one is, they're kind of funny and it's comical. You, you like you said, we you have so many great reviews, so they know these are just these weird outlier right. ones, but it still just has to be like, like, oh, I just want to strangle somebody. Like, it's yeah. just like, to get over these is weird and, and hard, but um, but you've handled it with grace. Yeah. Uh, you, you said in the in your response, um, you know, you, you talk about like you're, you're proud of your food, you know, you source from Texas, um, unlike anything else in town, like you, you, you started off by saying, sorry to hear we're not your kind of place. Like right. you, you're apologizing there, even though you didn't had nothing to apologize for, but you, you apologize, um, and saying, you know, hopefully your review can get us there. And so, uh, is, is how your response ended. So to segue into kind of a, one of our final points, 
So did this review help, or either of these reviews, and I may know the answer to this, but did it help, you know, you, the, the future of Oak and Ivy? Did it, did it get brought up in a training, or did it help you figure out, okay, when you, even though they're kind of both ridiculous, like, can we adjust how we do anything yeah. based off these reviews? So <clears throat> I think uh, self-reflection sure. <laughs> is always important whenever you get feedback, regardless of what that feedback is. Um, and I, I, I realize that there is some measure of truthfulness to what this guy says, mm-hmm. that some people are going to see our restaurant at, through this lens sure. and, and why I would hope that the, uh, the interaction that they have with myself, with any of the staff would belay yeah. that feeling. Yeah. Uh, I realize that there's only so much I can do in that regard. I've already invested what I did in the decor it's not like i can you know start hanging up john wayne posters (laughs) or anything like that yeah although i would love to have a lonesome dove that would be nice it it might help with the sound too maybe maybe um so and never stop improving um you know with the staff with our product i mean we all continuous improvements part of my background and so i bring that to the business and so yeah any anytime i see opportunities for improvement I want to take on uh, take that challenge and, and see if we can improve in in just small ways yeah uh, but he didn't give me what much to work on. sure there wasn't much to work with here not at all so uh so if he was here yep this is how we end every every show if I was TDT uh Tom Dallas Thompson I don't <laughs> know uh is there any final parting words you would like to say to me if I was here right now um, I, I mean, I would just ask you or ask him, what are you looking for? And was there something in our website or uh, the reviews that you'd previously heard that made you think you were going to get something different than what you got? Yeah. Um, because I, I want to make sure that our message, I, I haven't paid for any marketing. Yeah. I haven't done any advertising yet. Um, and so I want to make sure that the message that's out there is true. Sure. And so if anybody's getting a a poor impression of what we are before they visit us, I want to know that. Yeah. And if there's, again, ways that we can improve to make ourselves more welcoming, Mm -hmm. love to hear that. Cool. That was a very, very good response. I love it. Uh, Well, Josh, any, any final, any final thoughts, anything you want to share with us before we, before we leave? No, I appreciate you letting me vent um, (laughs) to, uh, to these guys that, uh, I've never met and have never met me. And um, I thank you for the opportunity to address these, uh, yeah. these reviews. Yeah. Can I ask you one Southwest Airlines question? Absolutely. Uh, are you a fan or not fan of the pick your seat? Like uh, choose wherever you sit as long as, you know, you're in the order or wherever. I'm a fan when I'm early in line. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan when I'm at the end, at of, the the end line. of the line. Yeah. I love it. I'm a fan of it, but I was just curious what your thoughts were. Yeah. Cool. Josh. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming on One Star. Thank you, Corey. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 